This is Reggie ATL Sports Talk coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Eugene Morton. The iTunes Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spotify, and did I say iTunes already? I probably did. I think you said iTunes. Well, if not, you just did there. So well, I just I just said it again. <laughs> um, let's get into the draft talk here, Eugene. From a Atlanta perspective, which we will get into in the second half okay. of the show. Okay. What's your overall? You came away from that feeling good or bad? I felt okay. I mean, it's like meh. It's I wasn't. I mean, this wasn't an exciting draft, other than you know Kyle Murray. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, other so it than wasn't that, a ton. It wasn't a ton. It was a ton of defensive guys, and there was some some guys that Falcons were projected to get. And I can see well, if you're not if you're projected to get these two guys and both of them come off the board, mm-hmm. then it's like okay, what's our second option here? Well, let's let's protect Matt Matt Ryan. Let's try to get that running game going again this year. So let's build that offensive line, which, you know, is not a bad thing to try to build towards. Right. Because, I mean, they, they you know, they were playing for behind so many times because they were just, and poor Matt Ryan looked like. Running getting, for his life. Running for his life last year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that unless at least Atlanta had a cohesive plan and that's what it looked like coming out of the draft. Now. I will tell you, I had a little bit of a flashback here watching the New York Giants <laughs> back to when the Hawks and, you know, I'm going to find a way to put the Trey Young Luca in here as okay. we talk about every single show. Yeah, yeah. Even though it wasn't nearly as as bad because, well, it, it could be because the Giants had opportunities here, you know, but they didn't have an opportunity to take what was perceived to be the best player in the draft. Right. You know, which is what the Atlanta had an opportunity to do. And we kind of um, yeah. blew that. But we'll see when Trey might might turn out to be great. Um, So New York comes in and they're at the number six spot. Everybody thinks they're going to uh, take Dwayne Haskins, who uh, threw for almost 5,000 yards, 48-31 last year, 50-8. and eight touchdown interception ratio and 70% um, appear to be the heir apparent to Eli. Yeah. They need another, um, they need his backup plan because I'm not sure, even though they say he could play for a few years, you know, you never know. But instead, instead they get Daniel Jones who threw for less than 3000 yards <laughs> last year, 2674. 22 and nine interception ratio. It's above water, but it's not a 50 and eight touchdown interception ratio. Right. 60.5, almost 10 points higher or lower, almost 10 points lower on the completion percentage. And he played for Duke. Now with the numbers being what they are, I'm not sure if you can, if you can argue that if he had played for Ohio state would these numbers be better or worse. If you had played in a more competitive conference right you know but you're playing for duke and these are your numbers you pass for less than three thousand yards playing for duke yeah and you should be lighting it up right i mean in theory in theory because those guys even when they play those top tier teams like we've seen we've watched college football before and 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 georgia's even georgia's done this when they played that lesser tier team but they played against that guy oh this guy's projecting to go to the nfl and that guy who's been projected to go to nfl still puts up like numbers. numbers. He puts up significant numbers. I mean, right. the, and the numbers that he played against Virginia, uh, you know, not a bad team. They, 
that you know usually a nine to ten win season uh, team every year. Mm-hmm. He throws two touchdowns and nine interceptions versus first Virginia. I mean, uh, where and so, this, was the eighty first ranked quarterback in the country? So did he not throw attempt? any? Because he only had nine interceptions. That, that must have been the, 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 the that was it. <laughs> wow. And then lost fifty eight to seven to Wake Forest. I mean, those are games you're like you know she padding your stats too, right? I I agree. Yeah. So again, it's it same thing with the NFL and the NBA. I don't understand why GMs try to be act smarter. Pick the next best guy. It only, I feel like it only works in baseball where you can go, oh, maybe this this guy in the second round or the fourth round or the fifth round. It's pretty cut and dry in the NFL and the NBA. If, if you're usually the first or first or second round picks are usually the guys who are going to stick most right. of the time. I mean, every now and then you get, you get that sixth rounder like Tom Brady, but I mean. Uh, logic is pick the next best guy. And I just, and I think you and I both agree. And I think the giants fans agree that he was not the next best guy. Yeah. And you took him so high. So another thing that really, and we talked about this pre-show, another thing that really burns me up when I I put my GM hat on here is that when you have a player that a team takes, that probably would have been there at a later pick. Yes. You know, so they had the six and 17, an opportunity to really make a difference for their for their squad for the year. You know, for the next year, they can make a pretty decent impact. Right. Squad wise. Um, And you took Daniel Jones with the sixth. And with the 17th, who did they take? They took Dexter Lawrence from Clemson, the D tackle. So when you look at all the players they passed on to get to to get Daniel Jones, they could have took Josh Allen, could have took Ed Oliver, could have took Devin Bush. But instead you take Daniel Jones, which would have probably been there at 17. And a lot of times people, the way that people frame this argument, the proponents of the, of this argument is that if that's your guy, go get him. Yeah. Like you hear that a lot. Oh yeah. If this is the guy that you really fall in love with, go get him. Cause you never know. I feel like that's true unless you have a guy that nobody else was even thinking about going to get. Right. Right. I, <laughs> that early. I don't know how many draft boards had Daniel Jones in their top 10. I didn't even, I think you said before, when we, pre, before we started recording, you said you mentioned him. I had no idea who he was until like a day before, you know, like the draft. That's yeah. because I was hearing stuff about. So one of the reasons I feel like I, I heard about him is because there's not a lot of quarterbacks in the draft. Yeah. Right. There's yeah. not a ton. Anyway, this is not like last year. It's not like you have the um, Sam Bradford, Baker Mayfield situations taking place. And even then you had Josh Allen, Josh Rosen. You had four. Yeah. Four picks. Yeah. You had four, four quarterbacks. Four quarterbacks. Last year. This is more of a defensive heavy draft this year. And there weren't a lot of quarterbacks. So we know that quarterbacks are the pick that that's going to generate the most talk. Yeah. You know, right. It's going to generate the most conversation. So by nature of the position that he played, I figure that's the only reason I would hear about anybody playing for Duke. That's not a basketball player. Yeah. You know, so you play for Duke um, football. And the only reason I even knew who this guy was is because he was a quarterback and he was one of the two or three guys that were floating around as being, 
maybe a pick. Right. But I had zero clue even when um, I was like, I don't even think when I mentioned the guy in one of our previous shows, I didn't even know his name. I said the quarterback from Duke. I didn't even know what his name was. See? (laughs) So I feel like that's the only reason he even gets mentioned. I'm looking at the draft order here, and he was the only quarterback taken. Him and, uh, well, no. No. No, it was three. It was three. I was going to say he was the only. Uh, it was him, Haskins, and Kyler Murray. Because Kyler Murray, of course, went first. See, but that, you, were, you were so, two. like, distraught. You forgot about Kyler Murray going right. first. <laughs> you know what's so funny? You know what's crazy about this is – in theory, you should be leading your shows with the number one overall pick and yes. how exciting it is and how a franchise's hopes have probably uh, hopefully been changed for the next decade. Like yeah, right, kind of the rhetoric right. they use on draft night. However, when you have a team that has such an epic perceived epic fail, then that's going to be the story that leads. And it also. When you look at this, what reminded me the most about this uh what reminded me of the hawk situation the most i would say is that when you have a gm or an organization because i don't want to ever i know these situations aren't usually decided by one person so we have an organization that makes these picks so you know be it executives coaches or whatever whether they're basketball or whether they're football wherever they're made is that when you have a player taken like this at a position that they're taken at, mm-hmm. it's the smartest guy in the room argument to me. Right. It's the smartest guy in the room argument. It's we had 30 teams, you know, 29 other teams or so 29, 31 teams, I think for the uh, NFL that were going to take a quarterback or they were going to take a player. Right. And there's 31 other draft boards out here. Okay. No draft board, in my opinion. Of course, I haven't looked at 31 draft boards, but in my opinion, I'm not sure if any draft board had Daniel Jones as high as six. No. High as six. You know, if I had to bet my life on one or the other, I would bet my life on the no teams. Well, I probably would have died because, you know, Giants would have had them. But no other team has them that high. So you think, you know what? This is our guy. We're going to take him this high. You're resting a lot on this pick as far as the legacy goes, right? Yeah. yeah. As far as legacies, it's high risk, high reward. And I felt the same way when we did the Trey Young situation. Very high risk. High risk, yep. high reward. Right. The high reward is you were the only guy that saw it. You're the only person that saw this vision, you know? And if you deliver a player that's going to be a franchise impact player, such as the Trey Young. I don't even want to compare Trey Young to Daniel Jones because the comps. Trey Young was it was rated higher. He was more of a splash. So I'm not going to do that to him. But I did. The comp there was that Luca was a consensus pick pick for the league and for the entire year. Absolutely. You go the entire year and they're like, hey, this kid, you know, in Europe is going to be something special. Right. And you hear that the entire year. Yep. And then you get to the draft day and you're like, you know what? Not to us. To us, it's going to be Trey. Yeah. For you to think that and go against conventional wisdom, which is the collective conventional wisdom, because I feel like um, sometimes we can all have a perspective, right? Right. But I'm a big fan of trying to see what the consensus is and then kind of measure that against what my perspective is and try to find out where where we meet here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, where, where the thought patterns meet. 
these situations are situations where I don't have any clue where the thought where the thought pattern is, Eugene. <laughs> it's kind of like you like you said before. Why take a quarterback? I'm going to take a guy who you can get in later rounds. And always, I always go back to the, the uh, Tim Debo. Why take a guy in the first round when you can get in the fourth round? Why take this guy in the first round when you can probably get him in the second or third round? Yeah. So I, do you I think come, that's just falling in love with certain players. How do you think that happened? How I mean, do we get to this point that we're at? I you're, I think it's just his overall height. He's six five. I think that is the big thing right there. You like the whole prototypical looking quarterback. He's a pro. I don't. I know you. Were, I think you said you were working, but did you happen to see the interview? Did you? Mm-mm. And so this is the difference between him and Trey Young. Trey Young was looked confident. Like he looked like he went after that. They interviewed him. He mm-hmm. looked confident. He was poised. I think that's because Trey Young was still going to be a lottery pick. Like Trey Young was still going to go he, pretty early. Yeah. No matter what. Whereas Daniel Jones might've been settling in. He like I'm going to be here a while. He looked like he was scared. <laughs> he looked like, he looked like a guy that wanted to be taken later round. Like he looked, he looked scared. <laughs> so what if he just, I mean, I don't even know if he's going to, I don't know when he's going to play another thing just to, um, stick it to New York fans here a little bit. And I had a a couple of friends who big New York fans would stick it to them a little bit by saying Gettleman mentioning that he might not play for, for two to three years, two to three years. (laughs) He might not play. You drafted a guy six overall who at the worst case scenario might not play for three years. I don't understand that. You're saying the guy that, I mean, you see a guy at six. I mean, uh, six, the Cardinals take Kyle Murray. And I as the funny thing about this was right before they took Kyle Murray, the Cardinals Twitter feed put out a, um, a Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen, you're our guy. <laughs> you're our quarterback. Oh and the, and then they draft all right afterwards. They drafted Kyle Murray. So, Obviously, who was running the Twitter feed for Arizona Cardinals versus coaching staff? Nobody, somebody wasn't communicating there, right? So, but whatever. So, but again, so what happens? They traded him, which they should have, because of course. He, so he gets traded to, to Miami. We'll probably never hear from him again. You know, he's going to go down. <laughs> <laughs> what if he just lights it up down there? Because they have what Fitzpatrick? Now? Oh, it's going to you know Fitzpatrick's going to light it up for like two or three games, and he'll come back. He'll come back to Is Earth. there a quarterback controversy brewing down there? <laughs> <laughs> maybe but yeah that's the only thing i can think of it's like he's the prototypical six five quarterback and 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 it's like why why do we get fall in love with that we've seen so many guys that who are not that height and are who are been who are going to be great or are already great like baker mayfield he's going to be he looks like he's going to be really great i mean just from if i'm just going by a small sample size last year i'm excited you know, for all the weapons they put around him. Right. And then you and, got and Russell Baker, Wilson. You know, let's think about this too. Baker was a surprise pick for some people. Some people thought Sam Bradford was going to be number one pick. So when Cleveland went and took Baker, some people were very surprised that mm-hmm. Baker went first overall. Right. And he's a Heisman winner. So for those people that were clutching their pearls last year, that Baker went one, what are they doing this year? Right. At, at this pick. You know what I mean? You look at it, look at this, the six overall pick and be like, what in the world is going on when you're Baker was a Heisman trophy winner. And still there was some surprise that he went first overall. Right. But at least you can look at the numbers and you can go, okay, Heisman putting up numbers. Now it was at Oklahoma. So maybe those are kind of inflated a little bit, but. And Haskins finished third in Heisman voting and went 15. He went nine spots later than Daniel Jones. Yeah. So what is your thoughts on 
what do you thought? What's your thoughts on Haskins now to the Redskins? I I think it, I mean he I like a guy playing with a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. So and he look he looks like he's going to show himself. You know, show. I I like it. I mean I I was I mean for New York fans I'm pretty sure they will. Oh, he's in the division too. By yeah, the way, he's in the same division. And so now they're going to see him twice a, you know, twice a year. So what you're going to circle, you already circle division games anyway. Yeah. But now. Now you're going to. A so, little bit of extra motivation there. Yeah. I, I personally liked him. I mean, I mean, no, no quarterback comes out and they're going to be perfect. Like they're going to have to work on this, work on that. And you don't really know. Yeah. You know, let's just be honest. And I saw this on a lot of shows and I think they were talking about this on PTI and a couple other shows that I watch. Um, you don't know. And that's a very true argument. You don't. Sometimes you'll see these guys and they'll look like they're going to be the heir apparent or the, and it doesn't turn out to be true. And then you'll get a random fourth round guy that you never thought about that ends up being um, having a huge impact for years to come. Right. So you don't really know. But the Daniel Jones situation is, is just so high, high risk, high reward. And Gettleman is either going to look like an idiot here or he's going to look like a genius. Yeah. It's going to be one one or the other. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly which one it's going to be. So let's get into the Falcons here. The Falcons, I mean, this is a very kind of a snoozer draft, to be honest with you here. Um, we took two O-linemen. Yep. A guard and a tackle guard out of Boston. Was that Chris Lindstrom? Yep, that's out of Boston College, yep. Okay, and... um. Caleb McGarry, a tackle out of Washington. So give me your, your take on these guys. Let's start with Chris Lindstrom. Uh, I mean, we can kind of group both of them together if you want, but I mean, I, I like it. I mean, like I said, if we can't get the next best, I mean, cause it, like you said, we all, we both know that this is very defensive heavy. Mm-hmm. So again, I mean, they like our GM has already gone out and he said, he's going to been reworking line. He signed some other linemen. He's cut some linemen that, you know, just some dead weight and to add more linemen. I'm saying the better, more protection for Matty ice, the more protection for Freeman, you know, I'm all for that, you know, give Freeman, give him some holes to run through. Mm-hmm. So I, I like both the picks. I mean, again, they're not exciting, but I mean, there wasn't, it wasn't like a glaring thing. So you can't look, I mean, if you look at, so they took them 14 and let's see, I mean, there wasn't anybody after that. You're like, I mean, they're not going to take Haskins because he, he went in the, right after um, the Falcons pick. I mean, there wasn't, you know, Let's there see, were some 14, other guys. Anybody else I would I mean, there's taken. nobody if I'm looking at, I mean, you've got a defensive tackle. I heard a lot about the kid Jeffrey Simmons, the D tackle. He's good, but I mean, again, I. I mean, if you're not drafting for that position, though, it doesn't matter. Would right. You, would you had mind, and this is just me just throwing something out there, not saying I would have gone here. Would you had mind uh, Josh Jacobs? No, I would not have mind Josh Jacobs. I liked him a lot last year. Okay. So then we could have we could have had Josh. Could have took him. And what about uh, Jonathan Abram, the Oakland pick at number 27, the safety? I don't really know if we needed a safety. We no. didn't really need it. I don't think we needed safety. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think we just, we needed, we needed more on that line. And we went, we got back into the first round to take Caleb McGarry. What's your thoughts on that? Because um, looking at your notes here, you said that uh, McGarry thought he goes in the second round. Um, six, seven, three, seventeen. Yeah, that's a, a big boy. 
goodness. Wow. So what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Being that he maybe he himself thought he was going to be the second round pick. We didn't have any second round picks here. Is that no, because we traded? Because it we back traded. Into the first? We traded back into the first. We lost our second round. Okay. So again, I I kind of stand by that. Still, I mean, there wasn't. I mean, after the first round, there wasn't like that sure, you know, hit guy. So I mean, why not? I guess is you know let's let's you know we've we've signed some some free agents on for the line. Let's bring in a couple more. You know, you know, you can't. I would say a rule of thumb: you can't have never have enough O line guys. Uh, that's they, true they, because they get injured. <laughs> they too. get injured a lot. And so, what, what do you? And uh, sometimes your second there's a gap, and this has happens a lot in the NFL. There's a a pretty decent gap between the first and second guy. Right. You know, in the NBA, you can have somebody who's a bench player, six man of the year, and have can have comparable numbers to a starter. Right. Uh, in the NFL, that second player can is a significantly a second player like you don't usually get a second a uh, backup player that's lighting it up way more than the starter right and the starter and plus is. he's a tackle so he's gonna be what right, right there near near your center near you know near that not not gonna be he's kind of more your in your interior line guy right versus mm-hmm. your outside line guy so so you think they're drafting him to to for just, the run a little bit more yeah just cut just to clog up the loan to just call it, clog up the you know maybe you know a couple of those double teams probably you know it's one of those, one of those types of guys he's big <laughs> right <laughs> he's a right, big boy right seriously <laughs> okay so then let's get into um let's get real quickly get into the rest of these drafts here we took two cornerbacks and we're just going to kind of sum up the rest of the draft we won't go really round by round but two cornerbacks uh, cornerback from Ohio State Kendall Sheffield. And Jordan Miller, cornerback from Washington, and a D end, uh, John Kaminsky from Charleston, Charleston. Okay, and uh, two more offensive picks: a wide receiver from was that Monroe? You at Monroe? I'm not sure exactly what school that is. To be honest with you, uh, Marcus Green, wide receiver, and uh, is that Quadri Quadri Allison? I don't know. Sounds good to me. Name. <laughs> <laughs> Running back from Pittsburgh. Yeah. So two more offensive picks and three defensive picks. Yeah. So again, exactly what they needed to do. Cause we need, we need bodies on the defense. You know, we need, you know, we need to like, obviously we need defensive end. Mm-hmm. So we need, and we need cornerbacks. And you said uh, the D end we took us from a uh, division two. Yeah. School. Yeah. So, I mean, Hmm. Vic uh, Vic Beasley was injured last year, or what did he play? If he, he played, he didn't play like he, he played the years before. He didn't play like he played before. So he 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 may have been just in there because we needed him. Right. We were just hurt so bad on the on the defensive side. Mm. No, I mean again, that that's exactly what they needed to do. They needed to address. I mean, I thought they would have done the offensive line more on the later rounds and made more address the defensive defensive early, early rounds. That was some of the word on the street out there. They were going to try to maybe address that defensive line. But again, when you're when the first two guys are, you're going to project to the get, you know, that you wanted to get. And, and there was talks too, that they were trying to trade up in the first round. Really? Yeah. Really? They couldn't, they just never could. 
I wonder the, where they were, who they were trying to get. Like, I think they, they were really trying to get Ed Oliver from. I, don't, I heard that. Yeah, he too. was. He he's a beast. I, I would love to. They got but him. It, they would have had to move up. Um, Ed Oliver. I mean, not too many. No, they would have moved up five spots. Yeah, five spots. And, I don't know if they had the ammo to move up five spots. And maybe they did. And they want to give all the draft picks up because you know Quinn is having to rebuild that whole defense. So. Yeah, he probably had to give up the farm and just to move up that many spots. But Ed Oliver, that would have been nice, man. Yeah, I kept hearing him, and and uh, that, so that would have that would have been a nice pick. But again, that's probably what happened. Their thoughts, you know, if it, you know, like you said, if it, they probably had it slated, like, okay, if this guy's here, we'll take him. But if not, we're going to shift our focus. Yeah, the, the draft is definitely about contingency plans. Yeah. Like you got to have because you just don't know what's going to happen. Right. You don't know what other trades other teams are making to try to move up. You just got to have, well, if this guy, you got to have like your top, a pool of guys, so to speak, yeah. that you're going to try to pick from right. and have them in certain orders. Um, addressing the offensive line is never a bad thing in, in the NFL. You got to get your quarterback. You got to get somebody to protect your quarterback. You got to get somebody who can get the other team's quarterback. That's kind of how it tends to go, yeah. you know, as far as how you rank importance. So uh, getting somebody to protect the quarterback is not necessarily a bad move here. And yeah. And Matty Ice is not, he's not the most mobile guy. So no, he need, needs to give him a few, get, just give him, man, can we give him at least three and a half, four seconds? Can, that's, we, can we give him a few seconds? For real. Just so we can throw the ball. Just, he's not running just, for his life. Yeah. And that, I think that's what, so that's what they're trying to address. And they've then so they're trying to address it through the draft and they've been trying to address it through free agency as well, because you saw them just literally just, just, um, uh, let guys go, let guys, Hey, they, this guy's not going to cut it. So they're letting guys go. They, they, they brought in two kind of iffy kind of guys, I think from the jets mm-hmm. from last year or one or two guys from the jets, uh, that they, they picked up. They're kind of like, eh. but again, maybe if you put those guys together, you, maybe you can find a combination. So I, I think they're just trying to, I think they're <laughs> let's just get them all in the room. Got them all the and room. Then let's see what happens. Exactly. Get type of situation. Put them, put them out there, see what happens on the drills. And again, so then you'll say, okay, this is my number one guy. This is my number two guy. So, well, let's end on Oakland real quick. We have a few more minutes. Sure. What do you feel about what Oakland did? <laughs> Because some of these picks, you got to think about how this came down. And uh, I heard this uh, either, I think it was via an article or on another show, was you got to look at, they had Khalil Mack and they had Amari Cooper. Yeah. And these are the picks they got with those players. So basically, these are the players you got for Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. I don't see another Khalil Mack in here. Nope. Um. But to their to for the Raiders and Khalil Mack, one of the problems that they were having was that money wise, money wise, they were trying to make that move to uh, Las Vegas. Right. And they needed they didn't have the money to resign Khalil Mack is one of the things I've heard out there. Now, if I'm if it's me, I try to figure out a situation. I don't know if there's nine times out of ten, if there's a situation where I let that guy walk out. You know, I'm holding on to his leg. He's he's dragging me out the door with him pretty much at that point, you know. Um, But if that's the reason, okay, you know, that that makes a little bit more sense other than any football reason. There's no football reason, in my opinion, that you don't keep Khalil Mack. No, it would have had to been a fiscal or financial situation that you're kind of trying to crunch the numbers and see maybe it doesn't work for you. Right. 
Um, Amari Cooper. Mm, I don't know if I would let him go. I'm not as high on him as I am Khalil Mack, but they got uh, was that Cleveland Farrell from Clemson. They took him fourth overall, which is kind of like a controversial pick because some people felt that he would have been there. And there's a lot of better players. That's a very high pick. A lot better players. There's much better players. Just a player right after him is better than he is. You're right. It's the, and the that's four is high. And the seventh, the seventh pick is better than him. Josh Allen is going to be. I mean, I am glad he goes. I just, I'm glad he went to Jacksonville because I just feel he fits that Jacksonville, that hard nosed defense mm-hmm. kind of team. But I mean, man, you imagine Josh Allen. The the Raiders fans would have just. And that's a Raiders kind of guy. Uh, Devon White from LSU. That's the Raiders kind of guy. I mean, Farrell was he's a he was good, but he wasn't that top Clemson defensive guy. Right, right. And there was other guys from that Clemson team that were much better than he yeah, was. Yeah, that's what they were saying. Sometimes, uh, or somebody uh, said that he wasn't even the best player on that team. You know, so uh, I don't know. I did like their Josh Jacobs pick because I mean they have to. I do too. I mean that that's not. I did like that one. They have to replace beast mode. So, I mean, uh, they've got to get, they've got to get some running backs in there. So with, with that, they get, they took a, uh, they went defense and in one offense, they went running back safety, uh, edge rusher. Yep. Um, okay. I mean, I would, it's so hard to grade something like this and my grade would be on a curve simply because of what you had to do to get these picks, uh, who you had to give up. And um, I don't know. There's no Khalil. Even I don't see a Khalil Mack here. We'll have to wait and see. There's a rebuild. There's a lot of stuff you got to try to get done. So if you can get rid of one player and get significantly better, that's fine. But you don't find very many uh, Jim Jones, Jimmy Jones. um, Was it Jim Jones that did that? For the um, Herschel Walker pick oh, back in the day, yeah, yeah, he traded. He's he like traded Herschel Walker. Traded Herschel and got, Walker and and that's how you got Emmitt and and all of them. Pretty much, you know, through through that, yeah, that trade. Yep, and that's back when teams weren't really trading like that. Um, I don't see that being a similar situation here. For one, you didn't have the same amount of picks, and for two, you, um, I don't see the impact players here but we'll see right you know was, i mean did anybody there's some of these players that have turned out to be what they what they were going to be you know look how we always got the tom brady situation when people look at tom brady and say where he went in the draft and look how that turned out yeah but i don't know if you're gonna have another tom brady situation coming i'm not sure you know we we have to uh, uh that was that seems to me to be a once in a lifetime Situation where one of the best players of all time, arguably the best player of all time, doesn't go uh, very high in the draft. Right. But um, just looking at these numbers here, I'm not sure, you know, and, and the Kyler Murray seems like a sure shot situation, at least with that coach. But even then, you don't ever know. Yeah, you don't know. And that's that'll be the thing, too, about the back of the Oakland Raiders thing. John Gruden sent his scout. He sent the uh, his scouts home. Yeah, and for it's this, like, and then and for that, and it's like for a player that probably nobody was going to take at four. yeah at four. No, no one was taking him at four. So I mean, like you said, we'll see if the John Gruden magic is back. But I mean, if it's if I'm looking at last year, I think it's going to be the same as this year. It's really? just a whole lot. Really, I, I just, you think I, so? I, I've that never, means you have them picking and picking in uh, 
the top of the draft next year. Oh yeah, I, he's picking top of the draft next year. Oakland <laughs> 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 Raiders, you're on the clock. You're now on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll leave it there. It's Reggie ATL Sports Talk. Eugene Morton. Uh, check us out on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and iTunes. See you next time.